At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome back, Rams fans, to Rams Showcase. Tonight, SoFi Stadium is almost complete, and it's looking beautiful. Also, we look at the inside linebackers group. And later on, we've got fan quesos. All that and more on Ram Showcase next. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys tonight. Pretty cool show for you guys. We're talking about SoFi Stadium. We're talking about inside linebackers. We'll go over the Twitter poll results, which I completely butchered, by the way. I completely ruined that poll, but we got a new one. And, of course, fan quesos. Fan quesos. One of my favorite things to do on the show, honestly. Uh, it's uh, I like that that takes up a lot of time. It's uh, it's fun for me. I feel like it's, it's, it's you guys creating my content for me. And I just answer some questions. I'll take it. I will take it. Absolutely, I will take it. I hope you guys are all having an amazing day. It's a, it's a Saturday, well, me recording this. And uh, I don't know how hot it is outside, but it's uh, too hot. Actually, I can check. 73. <laughs> I, always, I always feel so ridiculous when I complain about the heat and then I realize how not hot it is. Especially, I mean, I guess it's just me being my Colorado self, my Colorado local self. Uh, I just can't handle it. And uh, this is coming from a guy who wants to someday potentially live in Los Angeles. Oh, get crispy out there, guys. Get real crispy. Let's talk about these LA Rams, though. Uh, SoFi Stadium, if you guys are unaware, is looking super beautiful right now. It's getting very close to being done. All the videos and pictures we're seeing looking great actually uh it's it's uh there's some videos that that have come out too recently on it and you know it kind of talks about how in the daytime the holes and everything that are in all like the metal panels and all that are letting the light in but at night it kind of like illuminates and looks really cool at night so i'm really excited actually to see the first primetime game in sofi stadium i really wish that it was going to be blown out with fans in the stands but it doesn't look like that's necessarily going to happen, but uh, just so you guys know, it is almost completed. We're almost completely done with this stadium now. Uh, it is only the 27th of June, and the original first event of SoFi Stadium was going to be a Taylor Swift show. That is no longer the case, but that was in one month. I believe the first day of that was going to be July 27th. So that's, of course, not happening, and the first event looks like it should be a Rams game. But I'll be completely honest with you guys, the way that uh, we're hearing some some words about potential preseason games being knocked down, it very well could be a Chargers game for the first event in SoFi Stadium, which is super unfortunate. But you know what? As long as we get the first regular season game, which we do, then I think I can I, I think that I can be OK. I think I'll, I think I'll be all right. I think I'll survive that. 
but let's talk about this stadium a little bit more. So, um, of course, we know that the, the world right now is absolute bananas, and a lot of things are weird right now. A lot of things are weird right now. That's not going to change come football season. I actually, I before I recorded, or before I began recording here, I did notice I posted the Twitter poll on the Ram Showcase Facebook page. So if you guys are seeing me, that's already out. Uh, you guys can go to Twitter and vote, or you can comment on the Facebook page. But somebody asked me, they, they actually just commented, are we going to have a football season? Yes, I absolutely think we will. I, I don't see any way that this gets canceled. I think the NFL is going to have more of a mindset of, of uh, coronavirus needs to get out of the way. Like... People are going to test positive, and and that's just the way it's going to be. So I'm not going to get super political into it and stuff like that. I'm not uh, I'm not one of those people that's super scared about this. Uh, I'm also one of those people that's if I see that you know Zeke tested positive, I don't care that he tested positive. Most people are going to test positive eventually. I want to know how bad it is. What are his symptoms like? What is he experiencing it bad? Is it bad? I know for some people it is, and that's why I think that information needs to be released as well i think it needs to come in with it so some people get it bad some people get it not bad at all some people are asymptomatic some people are dying we need to know i guess <laughs> testing positive tells me nothing it tells me very minimal about what's happening I, I we need to know more about it so if zeke is fine tell us he's fine brian allen was fine he tested positive he was totally cool he said uh and i don't want to put words in his mouth or anything but from what I saw of him saying that his re- his only real symptom was loss of uh, smell and he couldn't taste that well. That's not that bad. But it can be bad. So uh, that's, just, uh, uh, that's just information that we need, I think, as fans of this game and, you know, people who want to watch some, some sports. I think that's kind of information we need. But with all that in mind, with coronavirus in mind... Just know, guys, that uh, there's some some stuff happening with with stadiums uh, in the NFL. And also, guys, keep in mind, it is still June. We, I mean, obviously, it's coming up pretty quick. I think we're at, what is it, like 75 days, something around there. We are getting a little bit close, but we still don't even know what the next two weeks are going to look like. So how about we not ruin our Septembers yet and just wait to see what happens? That's where I'm at with it. But... If you guys are in Los Angeles and potentially season ticket holders, then you might already have this information. But if you do not, I'm willing to uh, share it with you guys. So the first eight rows will be blocked off to ensure player safety. This is not just at SoFi Stadium. This is going to be league-wide. And not all of the... the Basically, the NFL said that they're not going to do a one-size-fits-all for the attendance and all that stuff. It's going to be a, up to a lot of different factors. Obviously, we're, we're dealing with a sport that's in a lot of different states. Some states are seeing it worse, uh, the virus worse than other states. Some states are more strict about virus rules than other states. So uh, the, the NFL is going to kind of let a little bit more of the states dictate of what's going on. It's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. That is a, an NFL quote is the one-size-fits-all. It's not. That's not what it's going to be. But first eight rows are going to be blocked off to ensure player safety. The team did say in a memo to season ticket holders that they still plan on having games played at SoFi Stadium this year, but they don't expect it to be in front of full crowds, which is extremely unfortunate. I know I was excited to see that place packed out and shaken, you know, because it's also, by the way, guys, if shaking does happen, <laughs> if we see some earthquakes, the roof is not even connected to the stadium. Like, it's like the field and then the roof is just over it kind of thing. It's, it's a weird situation, but they're actually not connected. I thought that was very interesting, and I actually didn't know that until one of the most recent videos came out. 
but also though for you guys, uh, fans can elect to skip the 2020 season. You can just skip the 2020 season if you're a season ticket holder. You can push all of that stuff to next year, and your price doesn't even change. That's how awesome the Rams are being right now. That you can just decide that hey, you know what? I'm not. It's not worth the risk. I don't want to go, but I still love the Rams. The Rams are still the best, and you go next year. And that's so cool that the the team's doing that. Uh, the team also mentioned that the NFL will possibly reduce the number of preseason games. I mentioned that before. Uh, which could impact these tickets as well. Uh, but full refunds are expected to be available in that case, and the team has already made it clear that uh, more updates are coming in, in the upcoming weeks, but you can get a refund, or you can push your stuff to next year. Or you can just go. I mean, you can. that's, that's also an option. You can still just go to the games. Uh, but you can also get a full refund or defer everything to the 2021 season, which I think is actually really cool. I think it's awesome that the team's doing that. Uh, but we will see some more updates here uh, in the next few weeks from uh, from the team. But there you go, SoFi Stadium. Uh, if you guys haven't seen like any new images or anything, oh, she's a beaut. She's totes a beaut. I'm loving it. I can't wait to uh, to be inside that stadium. I want to live there. I actually shared one of the pictures of of SoFi Stadium uh, from like the official SoFi Stadium Facebook page, and I just said I want to live here. And SoFi Stadium liked it. <laughs> so I think I just got invited to live at SoFi, guys. It's going to be so dope. I'm going to get one of the suites and just uh, put my bedroom in there. You know how cool that would be to wake up on a Sunday and just, like, you just roll out of bed and there's just a window in front of you with the Rams, like, just, like, doing warm-ups and stuff? What, what do I need to do to get this going? Now that I put it in my head, I think I need it. Let's take a look at these Twitter poll results, guys. Uh, this is uh, the Twitter poll that I had last week, and I'll, I'll, I'll be completely real with you guys. I totally screwed it up. I 100% ruined this uh, because I, didn't, I did it on my phone, and I don't know what's wrong with phones, but it didn't let me change the time of how long the poll was going to be available, so it was only for 24 hours. That being said, I did not nearly get as much reaction on this poll as I expected, Let's go ahead and pull it up for the video viewers here. Uh, so this is these these are the poll results. Liram Haralahu was the uh, the winner. the The question was who will win the L.A. Rams kicker battle, and Liram Haralahu with the win, and uh, Austin McGinnis and Sam Sloman tied for second, really or third, however you want. If, depending on how pessimistic your outlooks are or optimistic, they're either tied for third or they're tied for second. Uh, I'll let you guys decide. But Liram. Harilahu was uh, that winner of that battle. So, uh, unfortunately, like I said, I did not leave it up nearly long enough. Let me see. Uh, I want to get the wording right on my on this next Twitter poll question here. Uh, so, uh, this is this one. You can go vote on the Ram Showcase Twitter page right now. That's at Ram Showcase on Twitter. Who would you like to see uh, be the LA Rams' top running back this season? Obviously, those options are Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, and Daryl Henderson. We already have as many votes, by the way, as the kicker one. It's over here. Uh, so we got that going for us. Uh, but uh, this is not a question about who do you think will be the top running back. I just want to know who you want to be the top running back. Feel free to comment wherever you're listening to me. Uh, feel, free, feel free to comment on the Ram Showcase Facebook page. You can go over to the Twitter page and vote. Those are the results that we will actually view. Uh, but you know what? Do whatever you guys need to do. That's 
I, I love these polls, by the way. That's a, a new thing that I want to keep doing. So we're going to keep that rolling. Uh, let's talk about some undrafted free. Okay, we got undrafted free agent numbers. We got some numbers. And there's a, only a couple that I wanted to point out here um, just because... I think we just kind of need to know a little bit. So preseason is going to be coming up here soon, and we don't know how many games we're going to have to watch of preseason. I'm hoping that we get to still see the Rams and Broncos, though. Being my Colorado self, I love that game. Even if it's just preseason, I love watching that game. It's always just a fun time, and I get to watch it on normal TV. I don't have to, like, bootleg it on my iPad or anything. I can just watch it, which is always a good thing. Because what the heck is with the pricing of, like, the, the preseason package? I'm not going to spend that much. I'm not going to spend $100 to watch four preseason games, especially when like two of them are going to be on TV. So that's like 50 bucks a preseason game. No thanks, NFL. Come on now. It's preseason. Just let us watch them. Just, just let us watch the preseason. Why is that so bad? All right, so some undrafted uh, free agent rookie numbers here. This first one I thought was very interesting because I kind of thought this was going to be Cam Akers' number. Cam Akers went with 23. Cornerback, Levanta Taylor. Florida State, he is the one who is going to be wearing the number 30, which was the dirty 30 girly, you know what I mean? So uh, I found that interesting, but at the same time, Gurley really didn't play for the Rams that long, so, and I mean, being an undrafted free agent, you know, there's only so many numbers, and the Rams have like, what, six or seven numbers retired, so we're pretty limited already. Uh, wide receiver Tristan Tristan Jackson, I always have a rough time with that name, is going to be number 83, taking over Josh Reynolds' old number. Josh Reynolds now going into that uh, Tavon Austin number, that number 11, uh, the, the number that he wore back in uh, college at Texas A&M, Giga Maggies. And outside linebacker Greg Reeves, who I've been excited about, I've been vocally excited about this guy, he's going to be in number 47. Our two new quarterbacks, Josh Love is in number two, Bryce Perkins, number five, and then Brian London, the second is in number 55. And the only reason that I put that is because I I kind of feel like I would retire the number 55 for Laurinaitis. That's just like a personal thing. Maybe I'm wrong. I actually asked this uh, like probably like three years ago now. It's been a while. I had a Twitter poll on the Ram Showcase page about what, what should be the next number that the Rams retire. And I had a couple of uh, in there. I know 55, uh, I think that won that battle. Uh, 39 was in there as well. Uh, I mean, obviously, Steven Jackson. If you guys didn't know that, though, then uh, first of all, shame on you and your whole family because that's uh, one of the most important Rams players of all time. Okay, of all time. Let's talk about these inside linebackers. There are more undrafted free agent numbers, by the way, but those are the only ones I wanted to talk about with you guys. That's all. Okay, that is all. Those are the ones that I wanted to mention and for very specific reasons. Let's talk about these linebackers, though, inside linebackers. We went over the outside linebackers last week. If you guys are curious... Go ahead and head back to last week. It should be pretty available wherever you're listening to me to go back to last week. Uh, so do it. So go do it if you guys didn't hear it already, at least. So according to Brandon Staley, the Rams' new defensive coordinator, taking over for Wade Phillips, this is a complete open competition. We mentioned that last week as well with the outside linebackers, but that still holds true for the inside linebackers. Completely open competition. Uh, Troy Reader is the only person from last year who was starting games who is returning at the inside linebacker spot. Actually, well, I mean, yeah, our two outside linebackers starting last year were Fowler and Matthews, so they're gone too. A lot of new starters at the linebacker spot and lots of questions to ask still uh, and to be answered. 
Uh, we'll get a lot of those answers in preseason, which is actually why, I think I mentioned this last week, that is why I wanted the preseason not to get messed with this year, because the Rams have a lot of position battles to work out, especially at the linebacker spot. There's some corners that, that might get shifter, shifted around. Uh, offensive line might get a shift. I feel pretty confident in what I believe that the Rams offensive line will look like, but not everybody's on that same page. I would love to know more about why, but I feel pretty confident in the guys that I've named multiple times as being the Rams' uh, front five starters. So, I mean, I'm just a dude in Colorado talking about the Rams, but I feel really confident in that. But, like I said, position battles going to be important, and especially if we're going to have shortened preseason, those position battles are going to be very important, and every play is going to matter a little bit more if we lose some preseason games. So, some popular picks for you guys if you guys weren't uh, with me last week. First of all, shame on you. And also, uh, basically what we do is I give you guys the popular picks, names that I'm just seeing that people are predicting uh, that will be the starters. Uh, some overrated picks, some guys that are maybe being named a little bit, but I don't believe should be named starters. And then also some uh, underrated picks. And then there's only one name that I've left off because I just don't know that much about them yet. So, I mean, well, that's one of the ones we'll see in preseason. But let's talk about popular picks. Micah Kaiser is the most popular pick for uh, for fans of starting linebackers. Uh, Micah Kaiser, of course, has missed a lot of time with injuries, but very talented player. Very talented player. He could use some some help. I mean, and who knows how correct this information is because it's been a while, and people do get better. People get better and people get worse. Like, when, when you see a player like... Uh, like a quarterback, like Jared Goff, let's just use Jared Goff as an example. It's a great example. His rookie season was terrible. You can contribute that to a lot of different factors. He was coached by Jeff Fisher, poor offensive line. The team was just not that good overall. Uh, effort level was a big concern that year. Uh, but then you come in his next year, double-digit wins. You know, he goes to a Super Bowl, stuff like that. The players don't remain the same exact person, unless you're Sean Mannion. That, that's uh, Players get better, players get worse. So, Micah Kaiser might be better at defending the pass than the last time we actually saw him play. We don't know. I have no idea. We gotta see him play again. Uh, so, but Micah Kaiser, I mean, great against the run. Always has been. Uh, even going back to his days at Virginia in college. Great against the run. Uh, very popular pick, though. And for good reason. He's a very good player. So, Micah Kaiser, that's the number one pick. Clay Johnston being talked about a lot, uh, mainly because of his attitude. And, I mean... I have no issues with this. Being a person who wants to be super successful is a good thing. That's not a bad thing by any means. So, I mean, his his energy, his attitude, perfect. I would love to see him uh, develop into a really strong player because of that. Because he's just a cool dude. He also seems like the kind of person that would just... He wants to have a good time also. Like, work hard, play hard kind of thing, you know? Uh, Traven Howard also being talked about. Uh, this is a name that I've seen not as much as some of, as the other two names, but Howard is being talked about as well. I've seen that name pop up uh, a little bit more recently than than like uh, I would say like more like a couple months ago that I wasn't hearing his name, but now we're hearing a lot more. Uh, some overrated picks. Number one overrated pick is going to be Kenny Young. Kenny Young didn't really do a whole lot for the Baltimore Ravens. That's why they were pretty pretty okay with getting rid of him in that Marcus Peters trade last year that happened. Uh, had some good plays in preseason, but, I mean, those don't really count. <laughs> That's just position battle stuff, really, in my mind. So, 
I think Kenny Young is a, is an overrated pick here, um, but it, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say just, just a blanket statement. Any of this stuff could change. In preseason, we'll revisit all this stuff, and I will redo these lists. And my other overrated pick, and this is simply this is a peer pressure um, overrated pick. Uh, it's because of you guys, <laughs> and uh, my my overrated pick is also Troy Reader, and I don't firmly believe this. This is a this is a for you guys, um, because you guys uh, I don't want to say attacked me. That's not a fair that's not a fair thing to say because you guys didn't attack me. It was mentioned that I think Troy Reader played better than you guys think he played. That's all. So I put him in the overrated. Not just because it's not just about my opinion. I realize this is my show and I'm the only one here, but it's not just my opinion. It's your guys' opinions as well. Uh, underrated picks. Micah Kaiser. I know I already said him as a popular pick, but I think he's still an underrated pick because there's still people going like, ah, Micah Kaiser, he didn't, he didn't play. Well, he was hurt. So, I mean, obviously not, but I think Micah brings a lot to this defense, actually. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Kaiser fan. I think that Kaiser is going to be that one of those players that we look at this year like, damn, I did not realize that he was that good. I think he's that guy. Uh, Daniel Bichuli. I hope I'm saying that correct. If I'm not, I do apologize. Uh, underrated pick, though. Very talented player in college. Went uh, undrafted. Same with uh, Christian Roseboom as well as an underrated pick. These are talented linebackers, guys. They went undrafted, but they are talented. I, I've been looking back at some of their, their stuff in college and I mean, not just statistics, obviously, I want to see some tapes, uh, but not just highlights. Anybody has highlights. You can find Sean Mannion highlights, probably. I'm sorry, I don't mean to just pick on Sean Mannion still. It's been, <laughs> he hasn't even been here in a while. <laughs> I gotta relax on that. That's my bad, guys. Um, but yeah, these are talented linebackers, so I'm really curious to see how this preseason looks with these linebackers and how that rotation first looks. That's going to be the biggest tell initially. In the first preseason games, I want to see, uh, in the first game specifically, I want to see not only how these guys are playing, but I want to see who the coaches are sending out early in the game. Who's out there in the first quarter, first and second quarter? And then who's cleaning up? Who's, you know, who's who's in there in the fourth quarter at the end of the game? Maybe maybe the game's out of reach. Maybe, maybe both teams are kind of like, okay, we got everything we need. And then who's out there? I'm curious about that too. Those are the kind of things that we look for in preseason, guys. Not the scores. The scores don't matter. The scores do not matter in these preseason games. What matters is how these guys are playing. When these guys are playing is very important as well. That tells us a lot. That tells us a lot about the coaches and what the coaches are seeing, what the coaches are feeling about these guys. So I think that's very important, actually. And uh, that's it. We got the linebackers in. This preseason is going to be interesting, though, guys. Uh, we had, I mean, this Rams roster, I feel really good about this Rams roster. And maybe that's a, maybe that's not the correct. Maybe I'm just overly confident. But I kind of, I don't know, I don't know, guys. I feel pretty good. So let's get into these fan quesos here. I got to pull them up here. I, um, I feel mildly unprepared, but uh, there we go. All right, so. We got fan quesos for you guys, and we got some good ones. Definitely, we got some good ones. We always have good ones. You guys are great at questions. You guys are great at creating my content for me so that I don't have to work hard. I love it. Um, we got a bunch from Cody, and then uh, some others. Because <laughs> there was a, that was the only uh, the person who asked multiple. 
Let's get into these. Cody's first question. The biggest thing for Sean McVay to improve on himself for the upcoming season. Mid-game adjustments. Mid-game adjustments. Mid-game adjustments. That's the biggest thing for me. Uh, that's what, that's one thing that I don't think that we've seen from Sean McVay. Is in, in, he's kind of fallen out of the conversation. I, I listen to a lot of sports radio, and he's kind of fallen out of that conversation of being like a really good offensive coach. Now people are like, oh, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh... You know, Kyle Shanahan and, like, Sean Payton. It, that's where it, it keeps going. And McVay's kind of fallen out of that conversation. And I think it's because of his mid-game adjustments. And his style is very specific. We know that now. The first year it was like, oh, my goodness, this guy's crazy. He's doing all this crazy. Uh, we also came from having a bunch of, like, a whole string of just, like, trash offensive coordinators. So McVay coming in was obviously an improvement still is an improvement but the biggest thing for me with Sean McVay is his mid-game adjustments understanding when the defense is taking what you want to do away and changing that instead of just forcing it and trying to force it because that's when we see a lot of interceptions from Goff that's when we see you know the the runs not going anywhere you're getting two yards a run kind of thing and then just three and out punt that's and that's no way to run it so I would like to see him open up that bag a little bit more. And I almost feel like the first year that McVay was the Rams coach, he was a little bit more loose. And as time has gone on, I feel like he's gotten a little bit more a little bit more predictable. A little more a little more structured, I guess. Uh, we're not seeing as many like flashy plays. I we got that jet sweep going, but we 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 saw that a lot less last year than in previous years also. So that's what I want to see. This next one comes from Gary. What UDFA can you see making a big impact this season? Dude, I'm really digging linebacker Greg Reeves. I'm a fan. I'm really curious to see how this guy does this year. But that's that's really my number one pick for, uh, for these UDFAs. I also think that one of these quarterbacks will stick around and very well has the possibility of unseating John Wolford as the Rams' backup quarterback. Uh, I don't see that being an insane thing at all because, I mean, Bryce Perkins and Josh Love, both they both fine quarterbacks. I mean, they're not amazing. They're not, they're not guys where I'm like, oh, man, Goff needs to watch out. But Wolford absolutely does. Wolford's job as QB2 is not safe whatsoever. And this is not a political statement in the least, you guys can take it however you want, but I do still think there's a pretty strong possibility that Cap is the the Rams' backup this year. I thought I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. I'm not making a statement with that. I'm just saying that would not surprise me. But uh, yeah, Greg Reeves, man, Greg Reeves. This next one from Cody: Does the potential of none or significantly less fans help the Rams, considering their home games are often taken over by the larger fan bases? That's a great question, and it's hard to answer because we don't really know what the environment at SoFi is like yet, and I honestly, I'm kind of on the side that uh, I was thinking that SoFi being so much better and nicer of a venue than the Coliseum might draw out more fans, might, might draw out more local fans. So because of that, I would say maybe not an advantage. But at the same time, it's L.A. There's a lot of things to do. And if you're not a dope squad, then people are just going to go surfing or whatever. So 
I think it I think it helps the Rams that they can't be at full capacity because of that. In LA, obviously was not a football city for a very long time and a lot of those fans just went ahead and picked other teams. A lot of those those fans picked other teams. So like I know people who like out even out here in Colorado who are 49ers fans that used to be Rams fans because the, the Rams left. And even though they're back, they was like, "Okay, well I've already been a Niners fan for 20 years, so why would I go back?" kind of thing. Like it's a real thing. But yeah, I would say it kind of helps the Rams actually. I don't think it impacts the Chargers at all because even at full capacity, I don't think that the Chargers could really sell out those games. Those games looked crazy on TV. Like I, I think when they were playing the Packers at that the soccer field, and it was like it really did just look like a Packers game, like a Packers home game. It was that's bananas. Next question here from Cody: Taylor Rapp is a machine. Chances he's the breakout star next year. Also, John Johnson returning. Is it uh, just me, or is that flying under the radar? First of all, first question here, uh, the Taylor Rapp is a machine. I think he kind of already broke out a little bit. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like he's already kind of shown that he is pretty dope and can do dope things. So, for that reason, I would say no, because I think he already did. I think he's shown that he's a very talented player. Um, for your next question, though, John Johnson is, is him returning, flying under the radar. I absolutely think that that's that's a thing. I, I think that that's not being talked about enough. That the Rams lost John Johnson last year, had a chance to do some good things. I believe, who knows if John Johnson's playing that second game against the 49ers if Emmanuel Sanders doesn't catch that ball and the Rams are in the playoffs? Who knows? That's a very real thing. That John Johnson could have been that guy that stopped that play. We'll never know. But who knows? <laughs> you know? There's a lot of knowing going on. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely think that's that's something that's flying under the radar. John Johnson's an amazing player. Everybody's talking about Jamal Adams right now, but John Johnson, in my mind, in my eyes, in my mind's eye, um, is is like right there. They're, they're both extremely talented young safeties. Jamal Adams, by the way, might go to the Niners. I don't think that that's going to happen, but... At this point, Jimmy G is, like, holding them back, I think. We won't get into that. We won't go into all that. Next question here from Cody. Ram's best beer chugger. I thought about this one for a little bit. And maybe this is maybe this is me judging a book by its cover. Maybe, maybe this is me stereotyping. Maybe just a little bit. But I think it's Brian Allen. And it's simply based on how he looks. He looks like a dude that can chug a beer. That's all. I don't know if, if you guys agree with that or not. <laughs> I actually don't care. Because um, I, I, looking at Brian Allen, he just looks like he chugs some beers. He looks, He probably chugging a beer right now. It's 9.30 in LA. He might be chugging a beer. Now that he's Rona free. Next question from Cody. What can Sean McVay do to fix the idea that the Rams that the Rams offense was getting figured out and a running back room? That question does not make any sense. <laughs> I'm going to translate it into what I think you're asking. So the Rams offense getting figured out, I mean it did. His offense isn't that extreme. It's zone run and then off of that zone run you run levels to the outside to the sideline. That's a big part of it. And then, of course, you get some some levels inside as well. 
You see that that woods like 20 yards in is a pretty standard play. Once defenses pick that up, we our numbers dropped. So McVay just needs to adjust on that. Simple as that. Um, he needs to just create some more space. You know what I mean? So like everybody's talking about Shanahan right now is he's the guy that's the best at scheming up an offense, which might be true. But I think McVay's a very smart dude as well, and I want to see what he can do. And I think this is the year that we're really going to see, is he making that adjustment? Is he taking that step? We'll see. But um, for your running back room question, I think you're just asking me what I think about it. Uh, But, you know, I'm excited to see who wins it. I, I don't care who wins it. I just want whoever does to do a good job. (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of how my mindset is all the time on it so um i don't know i actually i think that we'll see malcolm brown start the season i think we're gonna see a, a decent amount of daryl henderson but i really do think that eventually at some point mid-season that cam Akers just develops into that rb1 and just kind of takes a hold of that spot and then we see malcolm brown become that you know he kind of comes in to spell him and stuff like that a little bit and then henderson i think might just fall off i don't want him to I like Henderson, but also, even though we had a very limited sample size last year, and he was only a rookie, so, of course, of course, this sentence might not make the most sense to all of you, but he also didn't do anything last year. He didn't show me anything last year that was like, we absolutely need to get this guy the football more. He just, I mean, he was fine, but he didn't do anything special, so if, if Cam Akers can do something special, then I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm just, I just want whoever wins it to do a good job. I don't care what the name is. I, I don't care any about that. I just want... who. It's the whole fantasy football thing. I don't care who's scoring the touchdowns as long as they're wearing Rams uniforms. I don't care. Just just put the ball in the end zone. Just get it down there. Maybe use high voice. <laughs> this next question comes from Zach. Will Cam Akers make us all forget about Gurley? Not at first. I mean... There's going to be some plays that Cam Akers has where we're, where people are going to be posting on Facebook and tweeting and stuff. They're going to be like, Gurley who? It's like, first of all, Gurley was a really good player for us for a while, right? He didn't do a good job last year, but he was like really good before that, hurdling people, scoring some sick touchdowns. That one he had against the Lions where he like reached over the, the pylon. That was so cool. That was awesome. And then, was it... That, that one against the, the Redskins where he hurdles dude and then reaches... That that stuff is awesome, and I'll always hold on to that. Uh, but I don't think he's going to make us forget about Gurley. I, but I think that he's... I, I think he's going to be a very good player for the Rams. That's what I'm going to say. But I don't know about this whole forgetting thing. Let's see here. I had a, another question here that I wanted to dive into because that's not where questions are. Uh, because... I thought it was a very good question. Says this one. Uh, this one's coming from John, by the way. Uh, this one says, "How would you rank the Rams' position groups from strongest to weakest?" Loved it. Love that question because it actually gives me like a whole segment, <laughs> and I'm gonna put it up on screen for you guys. My entire answers. Boom, right there on screen. So, this is how I rank the Rams' position groups. I did special teams as as its own. So, uh, number 10, we got the linebacking group, and the only reason that they are number 10 is because we don't know 
We don't know. This is this is a room full of people we have not seen on a football field before. We got Troy Reader coming back. Traven Howard, who's who played in all 16 last year, but didn't really play a lot in those games, but he was suited up for all 16. Other than that, who are we looking at? Abukam? Abukam's, in, in my opinion, in a kind of a prove-it year, that if he doesn't really do anything this year, he's not going to be around in 2021. So we'll see what happens there, but... Uh, that's the only reason that I'm giving linebackers, I and mean, I just did it at all linebackers, because we don't know. We don't know what these guys are going to look like, so I have to put them 10, yet, 10 right now. Uh, running back, kind of the same thing. Cam Akers being a rookie. Malcolm Brown, I like. Daryl Henderson, I like. But it's hard to say that these guys are superstars or anything, because we, uh, we haven't seen them perform at superstar levels yet. Number eight, quarterback. That's because we got one of them that's good, and that's uh, Jared Goff. The, the backup is right now John Wolford. He might get unseated by Josh Love or Bryce Perkins. We'll see what happens. And the Rams might make a move and sign a backup. We don't know yet. But right now we've only got one, no depth. Special teams, I put special teams ahead of quarterback because Johnny Hecker is super dope. And so is Jake McQuaid, honestly. He's done a great job, long as tenure Graham. Uh, but we don't know who our kicker is going to be. And that, to me, is one of the more important spots of your team because if you can't get closer or if you need to get like closer to be able to feel comfortable kicking a field goal that kind of hurts you a little bit so because of that and because we have three kickers right now and we don't know who's going to win that battle i went low because we don't know yet safety at number six uh and that's simply because of a lack of depth john johnson and taylor rapp i think are dope safeties i think that they're a sweet combo together but there's just no depth behind them that's why that's uh, that's at six Offensive line, I put it number five. I put them in the upper half because I like the Rams' offensive line. And all of our offensive linemen from last year are back. We added a couple, Tremaine Anchorman, the draft, and some uh, some UDFAs, but our, our entire offensive line is back, and that's huge, especially in 2020, the Rona year. That's absolutely massive. That's going to be the biggest struggle for most teams is the offensive line not being in sync. That's going to be a huge struggle. So teams that did an overhaul on their offensive line, I think are going to be worse, at least in the beginning of the season. The Rams, though, bringing back all of their offensive linemen. So I love it, and I'm going to put them at five. Tight end at number four because the Rams have two starters at this spot. You got Gerald Everett, you got Tyler Higby, who are awesome players, honestly. Higby, obviously we know he ended the season on a very high note, was crushing it at the end there. Gerald Everett just had a birthday, uh, but he's... Very talented as well. And, I mean, my issue with Everett is that he may not catch the ball. He might drop it. But if he doesn't, extremely difficult to tackle. Very exciting after the catch. I think we have two uh, good uh, starting tight ends. Number three is the cornerback spot. Jalen Ramsey absolutely helps this. I would have put uh, tight end above corner if if it weren't for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, but I also really like Troy Hill, Darius Williams looking real strong, and David Long as well. I like I like these guys. We've got talent at the cornerback position. And some of you guys might be sitting here saying, Troy Hill, talent. Dude's good, all right? Dude is very good. Actually, according to PFF, ranks as one of the top uh, zone corners in the entire NFL. Uh, every time that the Rams have needed Troy Hill to come in and start, he's done absolutely fine. So, yes, Troy Hill, talent. And David Long, I think, is going to win that, that nickel spot taking over for NRC. Number two, defensive line. Obviously, Aaron Donald is a huge part of this. But defensive line, uh, the Rams have a good defensive line. I like bringing back Morgan Fox. I like that a lot, actually. Morgan Fox, 
I'm probably biased, and I accept that. I understand that. I'm willing to admit that I'm probably biased. I think he's even out here right now. I think he's probably within five-minute drive of where I live, which is mildly exciting, but who knows? His mom lives out here. I know that because I talked to her once. I was wearing my... I had my Rams lanyard hanging out of my pocket. She's like, are you a Rams fan? Like, yeah. Like, oh, my son plays for them right away because I'm in Fountain, Colorado. I was like, oh, Morgan Fox? Like, yeah. Got all excited. So I'm probably biased there, but I think the Rams have a very strong defensive line. I like bringing back Brock as well. I want to see Brock do a little bit more this year, though. Last year, like, I wasn't necessarily even that upset to see Brock leave. I like Brock, but seeing him leave, it was like, okay, well... I mean, he didn't do great last year, so it's fine. And then we brought him back, and it was like, okay, well, hopefully he does better, <laughs> I guess. It was just one of those things. I support all of the, the Rams, and uh, once they're gone, I'll be more honest about them, like I did with Gurley. I've actually been called out on that. People were like, you it's like you defended Gurley's knee all season, and then the second he left, you're like, well, he was hurt all year. It's Well, yeah, got to play the game, guys. Like, <laughs> as, as long as he's here, i got to be like, hey, he's fine, guys. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. But the second he's gone, I was like, all right, he was blatantly hurt. Whatever. Because now I don't have to protect him. It's fine. And uh, number one position group is wide receiver. I've seen some rumors kind of floating around. I don't want to necessarily even call them rumors, but some people talking about some of the free agents that are out there. Uh, Antonio Brown, Martavis, uh, Bryant, uh, Des Bryant. Some of these guys being named is like, hey, the Rams could bring in this guy. I don't think we need any of those guys. I think the Rams wide receiver room is sick. Robert Woods uh, being, I think he's going to be our number one guy this year. Cooper Cup, obviously we know, is extremely talented. Uh, Van Jefferson, who didn't run his 40 at the Combine because I believe he was hurt, but uh, he actually at the Senior Bowl logged the fastest running. I don't know what I'm trying to say there, how that's supposed to be worded. He ran faster than anybody else at the Senior Bowl, according to next-gen stats. So that's cool. Um, but also... Um, Josh Reynolds as well. I, I, I mean, everybody knows I, I'm a big Josh Reynolds guy. I think Josh Reynolds is 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 a sweet player, but um, I think that this year we're going to see that. But that's four guys that are more than capable of doing some pretty sick stuff. And I also really like Simba Webster. I really do like Simba Webster. I'm a fan, um, but I realize that he's lower on that list. I realize that, but those are my. Uh, that's my position groups. Thank you for your question, John. I appreciate that. I like that one. That was a fun one. That was a fun one for me. That was definitely fun. This is going to be some good stuff, guys. We're getting very close to having not only the NFL back, but we're getting close to having sports back. July is going to be off the chain. I turn 29, uh, which is not that cool. I know some of you guys are older than that, and you're like, he's only 29. Uh, but I only have one more year in my 20s, and I feel a little sad about it, okay? <laughs> We're, we're surviving. We're surviving. Thank you to everybody who dropped your fan quesos. Make sure you guys head over to the Ram Showcase Twitter page and participate in the poll. If you, uh, who you guys think or who you guys want to be the top running back, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, those guys are battling it out. We're going to have a good position battle uh, brewing there. I think that position battle leaks into the season. I don't think we settle that in preseason or in training camp. I think that one leaks into the regular season. And we just kind of take the hot hand. That's becoming a trend in the NFL. Have multiple running backs, hot hand, just keep them going. You know, kind of like the Niners did. Breida often had the hot hand. But Mostert had it a couple times, and they just kind of, whoever's doing well, man, just keep giving them the football. Rams haven't been able to do that with Todd Gurley on the roster. 
Uh, just because if you don't give Gurley the carries, people like me are like, hey, the Rams play better when Gurley touches the football. Which was true, technically. Technically. But his YPC yards per carry, kind of low. Kind of low. Well, that's going to do it for me. Make sure you guys uh, follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. I think that's all of them. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we'll get some giveaways going here again soon. I've got some uh, sweet stuff from Shaw's Customs coming in. Some sweet stuff from Shaw's Customs coming in. We're going to get uh, some some little Ram Showcase decals that will be given away. I, f- I feel like I'm going to be pretty liberal with them, guys. Yeah, I feel like if you want one, you could probably have one. Shaw's Customs, though. Make sure you guys check it out. Etsy.com slash shop slash Shaw's Customs. It's a lot of shoots in that sentence. So I have a hard time with that. That flow is real difficult to hit. Um, make sure you guys head over there though decals you guys can find anything there Rams logos you can get even those fake fan made logos if you guys are into those I'm not personally but you guys can get fake logos uh, or you can do like some Carol Baskin stuff these guys you can basically do whatever I'm pretty sure you can even send him stuff I don't know maybe ask him but head over there let him know the sheriff sent you you won't get a sweet deal or anything but uh, he'll get a kick out of it and uh, yeah it'll be fun Make sure you guys go ahead and do that. That is going to do it for me, though. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.